and welcome back to episode number seven of Diaries of a Disability Family Podcast. I'm Cass, I'm B's mom. And I'm Joey, and I'm B's grandma or Grammy. And today we're going to talk to you a little bit about what it's like to go on a day outing with a disabled child. And part of what we're so passionate about for this episode is that some families feel like it's impossible to take their disabled child places. And I know it felt like that for me a lot in the beginning because it's difficult. Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult than it's difficult to get kids out of the house in general. But when you have that added layer of disability, feeding tubes, medications, developmental delays and and disabilities that way, it just adds an extra layer of difficult. But it is not impossible. I'm here to tell you. Yes, we, I think, had a little bit of that at the beginning. But you have to remember that your kid or kids still have to have a normal life as normal as possible. They have to still be able to go places. You just, and I do know that there are families and parents who don't ever go anywhere. And I mean, that's their choice. But, uh, you know, I know B absolutely enjoys every outing. She loves to get in the car. Sometimes, you know, if she hasn't been out of the house for a day or two, we'll get her take her to the car and just you know run an errand or something she loves it that's why we have to spell target because you can't say i'm going to target because then she's like um yeah i'm going with you so yeah that's what i'm also reiterating is that you can take your children places and it's great and they enjoy it and yeah and that's not to say that like there are times where disabled people it is more difficult but I am mostly just wanting to share that it is possible if you do it the right way. And what we found is the easiest. We talked about in our last episode about G-Tube. We found it easiest to keep B's Interlight Infinity feeding pump in a backpack that's adapted to the pump at all times so that it can go with us anywhere. We keep extra formula, syringes, medications, even sometimes diapers and wipes, depending in her feeding backpack. It helps so much to have that with us so we don't have to unscrew the feeding pump from the IV pole and put it in a bag. I used to do that all the time and it was just so difficult. So it's super, super helpful to have that. I do think there's times where it would be safer to only do outdoor activities or wear masks, just depending on your and your child's immune response to things. Thankfully, B has a pretty good immune system. So we typically do take her places and try to, you know, get her exposed to everything and everybody. And I know that it's not super easy, but it can seem really intimidating to take a disabled child out and about. So that's what we're here to talk about today. So from a simple outing like we'll use yesterday as example. So uh, B loves going to the library. She loves to read books. She takes after my own heart because I am bookworm as well. She loves to have books read to her and look at the pictures. She loves going to the library. So we hadn't taken her in a few weeks. So we decided yesterday I had a couple of other errands to run and I was going to take B and her nurse with me. So that is one thing is Uh, Monday through Saturday, we always have a nurse with B 12 hours a day, typically, and her nurse does go with us on those outings, but it is incredibly helpful 
when we have a nurse to help out because that's just one extra hand. Typically, one of us will put B in the car seat or hook up her feeding tube while the other puts the wheelchair in the car. And it's just one extra person to have with us. If you don't know if you might qualify for nursing, that's definitely something to ask your pediatrician, your doctors, your insurance to see if they cover because even having just that little bit of help, even if you don't qualify for a full 12 hours like B does, maybe you just qualify for a couple hours of help and it's invaluable, honestly. And we intend to do a full episode on in-home nursing, the ins and outs. And it can be difficult. It can be interesting at times, but obviously the benefits of it outweigh the risks for us, outweigh the cons. And so having somebody with us to help. And even on days where we don't have a nurse, usually two of us go out with B. I've ran errands with B by myself before. It's fine, but it's a lot easier when we have another person to help. So what we do is pack. So we kind of think about, okay, how long are we going to be gone? Make sure that the car is stocked with diapers wipes, make sure she's had a chance to go to the potty beforehand, make sure we have formula and any medications that we're going to need, as well as flushes, things like that. Another thing that we always pack with us, which we just had a situation this last week where we for- I forgot to make sure that we had enough wipes and clothes that fit her. And we had a number two incident and didn't have wipes or extra. Uh, we found some three t-shirts and we made them work. So... <laughs> definitely yes and don't also forget to mention we usually always have her emergency meds with us yes i keep those in the car i keep an extra g-tube yeah i keep an emergency g-tube well not in a it's no different than a regular g-tube i keep an extra g-tube kit a g-tube emergency kit kind of like how i talked about in the last episode about having a red robin catheter extra syringes extra extensions things like that basically anything that we might need as well as her her rescue seizure medication just in case we need it and that reminds me i need to check them to make sure that they're not expired but so we have all of that with us at all times and B has a medical stroller. We call it her wheelchair. It is a wheelchair. It's not like any stroller you can just buy. Extremely expensive. Thankfully, insurance covered most of it. What we had to pay for was a canopy. So just like on a lot of strollers, you have a canopy that comes down. The medical strollers don't come with those. They make some that attach, but they don't come with it. So we did have to pay out of pocket for that. So sometimes if you know us personally, you'll see us fundraising for B around September for leukodystrophy month. Any of the funds that are raised for leukodystrophy month go into B's separate account that's just specifically for her medical needs. And that's the kind of thing that we use it for. We also paid a little bit extra to have a basket underneath of it because it's so helpful. We don't have to carry as much stuff. Obviously, we have to take a lot of things with us. So we're getting ready to do Disney this upcoming weekend, and we plan to do a whole episode about that. But today is just an outing episode. So having the basket and the canopy is super helpful. We also always take sunglasses for B. I know that doesn't fit on every kid, depending on what kind of disorder they have. But it's super helpful to have some sort of sun coverage for your kids, especially if you're going somewhere outdoors like the zoo or a mall outdoors or anything like that. And sunscreen. Don't forget that. Absolutely. My kid is very fair skinned like I am. She does sunburn easily. Her sunburn turns into tan like incredibly quick. And I'm really jealous of that because 
I can't get a tan to save my life. But we still always make sure we have sunscreen on us. And some of those things are just things we keep in the car too. But Yeah. And something else helpful that we do is yes, I mean, we would take any medications if we think thought we were going to be out long enough that she would need them. But another little trick is to have Tylenol and Motrin already drawn up in the bag too, because you just never know. Yeah, we like to put those in Ziploc bags. We use the infant syringes, draw up her dose, put a cap on it, label it in a a Ziploc bag and have those in her feeding bag or her diaper bag because you never know when maybe she's going to have sore muscles, especially post-surgery and things like that, or if she's cutting a tooth, things like that. You never know when you might need it. So that's always super helpful to have on hand. Absolutely. Are there things that you might think you need that you really don't need? I would say I'm an overpacker, so I do struggle with that because I'd rather like have something and not need it. But I will say that you don't need to pack like tons of extra formula or water. Just pack what you need and maybe like one extra can of formula. A can meaning like one serving. They come in these Tetra packs. So I would say don't overpack anything, but also don't be like, oh, I don't think we'll need an extra pair of clothes because you never know. You may need two extra pairs of clothes. So that's definitely one thing. Some other things that we found helpful to take out in public with us, there's something called a mommy hook. And I don't know if you've heard of it. A lot of people put them on their strollers or keep them in their cars or things. It's essentially a giant carabiner, but it's really thick and nice. We keep that on her, the handlebars of her wheelchair and that enables us to hang her feeding bag, but we can also hang any other bag. So if we're shopping, we can keep her other bags on there hands-free. It also helps to put things in the basket underneath, which I know we talked about. We also got this item. It's made by Skip Hop and we had one before, but we just actually bought a new one. It was on her old wheelchair and I think it got thrown away because it was old, but it's kind of like a pouch. This one's more structured than the one I just got. It's more structured than the old one we had. And it's got two cup holders, a little zip pack, and then like just a little middle pack. It's so helpful because we can just put meds in there if we're going to give them. We can put any trash that we have if we like are somewhere out and we haven't walked by a trash can. Uh, We kept our Disneyland tickets in there last time, so it was really easy. You can set your phone, your keys, your wallet. It's super helpful, anything to have extra hands. Uh, When we took B to the zoo, which I'll go in a little bit more detail about, when we went to the zoo, I was able to use the mommy hook to hook my popcorn bucket from the zoo. So multifunctional. It was super, super easy. And any, I'm like anything for easiness. So whatever works. But so we've we've had trips before where we put our shopping bags on. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's what it's for, right? That's right. When we go somewhere frequently, like for example, we have memberships to, well, me and Bryn have memberships to the San Diego Zoo. And we recently just did an outing and the zoo during spring break with a disabled child sounds like an absolute nightmare, right? Thankfully, we have done it before enough times that it's pretty easy, not a nightmare. We did run into the issue when we got there this time of there not being enough handicap parking, which is really a struggle. We talked a little bit about that in our accessibility episode. And there's a lot of handicap parking at the San Diego Zoo, like a lot, a lot. And it was awful. So that was really frustrating. 
we did drive around for a little while. We did find something and make it work. Frustrating, but we made it work. We ended up purchasing new memberships because we hadn't had one in a couple years. But the thing that I love about it with a membership is that we don't feel like we are forced to spend all day there because with any child, meltdowns happen, nap time happens, overstimulation happens. But those of us that are disability parents, we know that that happens a little bit more often with our kids. And I don't want to spend $100 on a ticket for the zoo just for that one day and then have to leave. So I find that purchasing tickets in advance or getting memberships, a lot of places, if you go multiple times or you go often, memberships are going to pay for themselves like one and a half times. For the zoo here in San Diego, it really does. And one of the awesome things about them, and I know a lot of other like theme parks and zoos do it as well. Disneyland doesn't, but several of them do where you are able to take a medical attendant with you for per you know, disabled person. So B gets a attendant in with her each time, meaning her nurses with a badge, or it could be my mom with a badge to get them in for free just for help with the attending of medical needs, which is a lot easier than going to Disneyland where we have to pay for a full ticket for the nurse, which can be it was a little bit easier when B was under three and we didn't have to pay for her to have a ticket, but now it's like, that's two extra tickets. And it's, you know, we all know how expensive it is to go to Disney. And then we ran into the added issue of needing the same nurse to go with us every time. Whereas this doesn't have a specific person's name on it for the zoo. She just has a little A on her membership pass, meaning she gets an attendant in with her every time. And I really appreciate that they do that. Very much so. And, I, you know, it can sometimes get a little costly, but it's worth it. You know, I mean, we, we drug one of our nurses to Catalina Island with us one day. We had a great time, but, um, you know, if you want to do things, then you have to plan for that as well. And it's okay. And, and most of the time our nurses don't mind and they have a lot of fun. So it was really nice to have her in Catalina because then we could just focus on having fun with each other and with B and not having to worry about her feeding times and things like that. True. It's also really fun to bring our nurses along because they've become like family and like yes. friends. And so we just have a really great time with them, honestly. Yes. And we'll definitely get more into that on our nurse episode. Yes, for sure. One of the things that I find really helpful to do with feedings and medications on the go. Maybe when I'm at home, I'm going to remember to give them on time. Honestly, I have ADHD and time blindness, so I probably won't remember. But out in public especially, I set reminders or alarms on my phone or on my Apple Watch so that I remember. So even if we're at a show or something, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't have to watch my watch the whole entire time and miss out on what we're doing, I'm just going to set an alarm. And that's something that people don't think to do. That helps me a lot. So I can make sure her feedings and her meds are on time and then, you know, just quickly get her feed going, go back to what we're doing, makes it so much easier. And then I don't have to worry about, oh my goodness, we're behind on feedings and flushes and whatnot. Yeah. And we could talk a little bit about you know, how difficult it can be sometimes to get her changed. Like if she's got to have a diaper change, it's hard because not everybody, you know, not every bathroom has a diapering station. And uh, let's face it, I mean, she's getting kind of a little too big for that. Anyway, yeah, she's really, so. it's really difficult to change her on a baby changing table at this point because she's just so long. And I mean, face it, it's not comfortable. 
So what we started doing, if you go to a Disneyland or a Disney park or even a lot of theme parks, you're going to have like a family center or a baby care center. That's super helpful. The zoo, the San Diego Zoo did not have a full like baby care center, but they did have a nursing room and the nursing room had a bench in there that we were able to change her on. So we always just bring like a little pad, like a changing pad and then like a blanket or something to lay her on. So we can change her that way because nobody wants to change their kid on the ground of a bathroom if you can avoid oh, it. No. It happens. Um, we also change her, kind of set up like a little changing station in the back of the car too. But, you know, you don't always want to leave the park or whatever you're doing to go change. So just something to look out for. I know that the baby care centers in Disneyland and Disney California's Adventure have really good sized changing tables like beef it's on it and then some so it's super helpful they're nice and like plushy and comfy too so a lot easier to change her there and we really just try to do that as much as we can yeah we'll give an update on that since we're going to be there all next weekend for her birthday yeah we plan to do like a full disney episode because i think it would be really helpful because i know that Going anywhere is daunting, but going to Disneyland especially is super daunting because it's more expensive. There's a lot of pressure to like have all this fun and magic and let's face it, it's kind of stressful and overwhelming even if you don't have a disabled child. So again, just adds that extra layer of being a little bit difficult. Right. And also make sure you follow our TikTok channel, which is new because we'll have videos from Disney and things on there too. So be sure and find us at Disability Fam Pod on TikTok. That is correct. A couple other tips I have for just taking your kids places when they're disabled is the bag hooks that you can get from Amazon for your car. That's super helpful to hang your feeding bags from and things like that. It's also super helpful to keep the extra supplies you need in your car, but also in a bag or keep a go bag, as they call it, uh, in your car. So if anything you ever need comes up, it's there. Another thing that we can talk about is when you're going out places, especially like a zoo or something for the day, a lot of places have handicap entrances or places where you can park your wheelchair for shows. We've gone to SeaWorld with B before and... A lot of places have disability spots where you can park your wheelchair so that kids can get a good view or you can get a good view from the wheelchair. And that's really helpful because it's really difficult to have to carry a wheelchair up and down the stairs, obviously. And that way also we don't have to lift her and carry her and put her on her lap. We don't have to park her in stroller parking. And a lot of people are worried about that. One of the cool things at the zoo is that they have a bus that goes around the whole zoo, or it goes through most of the zoo, I would say. It's about an hour long, and they are actually able to strap Bee's wheelchair in. So we just roll her on up. They strap her wheelchair in nice and secure. She doesn't have to transfer, and she has so much fun, and it's so much more enjoyable for us watching her have fun when we don't have to like sit her on our lap, hold her, things like that. I do wish that there was a way to do that on some Disneyland rides. I think that would be really oh, yeah, cool. yeah, that would be. I think they do it on the San Diego trolley too, right? Yes. Didn't we take her on? She loves going on rides in her wheelchair, mm-hmm. like strapped onto some type of transportation. She has a great time. She loves oh, yeah. it. Yeah. We try to take her everywhere with us. And I mean, even yesterday I took her to the mall. We took her to Target. 
just kind of went around anywhere and she likes going to the grocery store. She loves going to Sam's. She loves Target. This morning we took her to Starbucks with us. She just loves hanging out. So if you have any questions, if you have a specific situation that you're wondering, how am I going to make this work? Just message us and we, we can help you the best that we can. And you can always email us. It's diaries of a disability fam pod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at diaries of a disability fam pod and on TikTok, disability fam pod. And Facebook. And Facebook, diaries of a disability family podcast. And with that, we will see you next episode. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.